0: Hey everyone, welcome to the 4th episode of Dwayne's Stop. I have a very special guest uh, today, Inch Chua is here. Hi! Hi! And uh, I'm finally on the right side of the, uh, <laughs> the because the host is always on the, on your right, right? And with the Hansel episode, I was on the wrong side. Anyhow, today is going to be really exciting because I really am quite passionate about speaking about the environment, and I think Inch is too, so this is going to be a great episode. And um, Inch has several projects coming up. She has uh, an album coming up. That's right. uh, And she also has a music video that's coming up from that album Mm -hmm. that she's working on. So all very exciting things. Also, she, uh, unbeknownst to many people, you have started a company uh, of sorts, or you've manufactured something called Agape um, a solution, right? Under the brand Agape Nature.
1: Yeah. Um, it's founded by my business partner Oksanyan, yeah? and right. then I came on board to just uh, sort of. Uh uh, work with her on this. Um, it's been an amazing journey. I mean, to me, sustainability is extremely important, uh, the environment, and more importantly, how that protecting ourselves is very important. And there's mm-hmm. a very, quite a bad pesticide problem with a lot of our food and produce. So mm-hmm. I do believe it's extremely important to actually clean your vegetables before you, you ingest them in any shape or form. Yeah. So um, it is a all natural organic. Multi purpose cleaner right. and um, I think it's such a great way to sort of uh, talk about sustainability because you're, you're talking about a product that, that you would need in every household
0: mm-hmm, absolutely we will talk about that more and also uh, a bit about her experience on MasterChef which is still running uh, so all the all these details um, coming up uh, you can also look at the timestamp in the video description in case the episode is too long you can forward it to different segments but please stay with us if you can um, and we always start off with a little question to the universe. Okay. Um, so I've got two decks here um, and you can choose one of them to, to sort of just tell your your fortune. You can take it or leave it. It's okay. just for fun. It's just to, for us to get to know you as well. Okay. Um, so which deck would you prefer? The mermaid uh, dolphins deck or, or animals?
1: Powerful animal oracle cards.
0: I suspected you would go with animals. <laughs> These are animal traits and they are supposedly real traits of these animals, so they might teach us something. Okay. Okay, so, uh, while you think of your question, you have to ask your question, I will quickly plug um, uh, clothes, uh, thank you very much again to the people at Yishu. Um, they have sponsored clothes so far for this episode. Uh, the vest is, is from Yishu and the pants. This vest is lovely, it's their only vest. and um, Apparently people don't like vests very much, but I picked it out and I, I thought yeah. Yeah, this is so. It's so apt for the episode too, because it's got a bit of like floral. Floral.
1: And... It's a really nice green. Thank you. Very nice green. And
0: if you want to celebrate Asianness, Yishu is one of the brands to go to. Yeah. All right. Do you yeah. have a question now?
1: Yeah, I do. Uh, w- w- when will things be better?
0: When will things be better? for you or for the world for or the just world. for the world Oh, very <laughs> generous question okay here we go let's have the animals tell us tell me when to stop stop okay so do you want to pick where, do you want to pick the I'll pick you pick the one under okay here we go alright <laughs> flip it around and let's see when will the world be better it said what animal did you get opossum opossum
1: and it says have a backup plan. Oh,
0: <laughs> do we have a backup world though? Oh, okay, let's see. This let's is try it. <laughs> right, let's just see if we have a backup plan. I don't know. Maybe the backup plan is to to change what we're doing right now. Like, not mm. you know, change the plan, right?
1: Yeah. So apparently, an no opossum is known for strategy. Mm. So mm. it's not a bad time to be strate- strategizing. I think that's
0: quite an appropriate answer. Okay, so I'm uh, gonna quickly read through this. Don't get attached to one and only to one and only plan to and always have a plan B or at least a few other approaches to the subject of your inquiry. Too often you'll find yourself stuck with an agenda about how things should be or how you should act in a given situation. Uh, you know, in our bubbles we do that. Whether or not the plan you're acting on is one that will work. And one definition of insanity is trying to trying the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So this time try something new on your first approach. Uh, sorry and if your first approach so this time try something new if your first approach doesn't work instead of turning left turn right listen closely to your inner promptings here you'll find clues as to what to do all around you and inside you if you must just if you just pay attention it may not be obvious at first but opening your eyes ears and senses you'll find some delightfully ingenious ways of approaching this situation so that the outcome will be in your favor and in alignment with the universe Okay, so, additional association, grasping, agility, maternal instinct, and stability. Wow, this is so relevant to...
1: I feel like it's so relevant to what we're going to talk about today. It is
0: very relevant, and I always like to do this, like look at the other cards to see that if, you know, this is really like a specific answer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not all of them, boundaries, joy, serenity, you know... Wow. Not all of it may kind of rise is fun. Yeah, so, yeah, that's what I like to do. Cool, so we have an answer. So there I we think go, we
1: need a strategy.
0: We need a strategy, and that's what we'll talk about. So the next thing I wanted to talk about um, is the book that you posted on your Instagram and that you recommended almost to me, um, uh, called Eating Chili Crab in the Anthropocene. 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 How do you pronounce this? Anthropocene? Anth-
1: Anthropocene, yeah.
0: Right. Um it is a fabulous book written uh, locally, uh, published by Ep- Epigram, um, and it's edited by Matthew Schneider Meyerson. Um, do you know the
1: guy? Um, I've met him once because we were on an uh, eco-panel before. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right.
0: And it talks but about... But we
1: met in person. It was was like, on a Zoom call and something like that. Right,
0: right, right. Um, yeah, and it talks about, um, you know, um, Singapore, especially, and the environment in terms of how I feel like in Singapore, we are very, very much more so in our bubbles in a sense that we don't realize the the dangers of what's going on because we're so comfortable. Uh, We don't see, you know, too much poverty as we do in other countries. and the landscape is so green and beautiful and you know but there are things there are darker things uh, about singapore well or rather things that we should be aware of uh, like how oil is still being uh, used as um, as a as a way to forward economic growth um and that's something i want to talk about as well like um the idea that economic growth is not sustainable we can't just keep you know, we have to manage expectations, yeah. right?
1: I mean, I, I would always wonder about this. I, I do feel like there's a difference of being productive and then an, an addiction to productivity. Because mm. I do feel sometimes we're busy for, be, for the sake of being busy. Uh, we're, do, we're growing for the sake of growing. Mm. Uh, it's not very intentional, mindful growth.
0: Right, exactly. Which, it's what the cards say. They're saying like, you're just doing it because yeah, it's familiar, it's right? It's
1: familiar. And, and, and I think that's something that like... To me, there is a a comfort in in that as well, Mm -hmm. you know, because there is some. If your life has always been rather erratic in a variety of ways, and productivity seems to be the most sort of the constant for you, you you hold on to that for some reason. So I guess I always understood why some people get very offended when 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 green advocates basically come to you. I mean, there is when green people come to you and tell you, they're essentially telling you the way you're doing life is not okay. <laughs> yeah, It's not okay, please change it on behalf of the rest of mankind, which is an insane idea for a lot of people because you're essentially also telling them, please change exactly the way you live for the sake of a reward that is invisible and intangible to you and, ha- and you will reap no rewards whatsoever right. from it. Right. Only the generations after you will reap it. Right. Which seems absurd for most people too, and understandably so to extent,
0: you know? Of course, yeah. I mean, it's like, why are you minding my business? I don't mind yours. Um, but I think part of it is, is education and awareness. I mean, when you do see the urgency of having to save the environment, then I think a lot of things would change, perspectives would change. So I think part of it is to, if you're wondering why, you know, to educate yourself, right? Um, and you can read a book like this. I mean, it talks about what else? What else did it talk about? Uh, talk about how land reclamation, land sand, yeah. sand
1: um, dredging, um, that yeah. the, how that affects our Southeast Asian region, and 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 how Singapore, I guess, is in the, quite in the center of a lot of it. Yeah.
0: Yep. Um, with with uh, you know it, the indigenous people as well. I mean, when when stuff is taken out of the coastline, then it affects the habitat, the natural habitat around, right? And mm-hmm. then it. It destroys another habitat because we're building sand onto another coastline Completely. after removing. So it's two. It's two different localities. And it affects the affected. humans
1: outside of this book as well. It affects the humans in the environment in that area as well. Yeah. Especially because, like, um, okay, we can talk more about it in a little bit. Now, do you want to keep going? Sure. Do we talk we can, can talk
0: about it? it. I mean, there are several things I want to talk about in the book, so we can we can start here. Yeah.
1: I mean, what I love about this book is that it is a real good jumping off point for a lot of issues that. Um, Somehow, Singapore has quite uniquely been been the centre of a lot of it, Mm. somehow connected to a lot of these Southeast Asian or pretty big issues that are happening around the world. Mm. And I think it, it doesn't take a lot of us for either to actually understand that we are more than ever during a time of COVID how connected the world is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The connectedness of how one virus can have such a great impact to the world, you know, and what happens when one airport shuts down and the whole world, like you know we're just extremely, scarily connected more than we think we are. Yeah. And and I think that and 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 that goes to the good things as much as it goes to the problems that we have. And um, in this book, I think what makes it fun is that they draw a lot of very interesting anecdotes. Like for for example, when they talk about oil, they the Orenminya. Yeah. Which is a very old, traditional sort of go. So I think in, in, in its literature, mer- literature merit, I think it's a really good entry jumping off point. Um, and yet, the topics that they talk about, talk about can link into if you're interested enough, you can go research a little bit more about some of... Like, you know, intrigued about what's going on, and you can actually see how, how deep each of these subjects the rabbit hole actually goes. Yeah. Yeah, like sand dredging for an example. Um, it's funny because like the laws overseas uh, in general, Singapore deals with a lot of various companies, uh, various countries that sell sand to us. Right. And um, on paper, it's ex- all the entire procedure has been legal because we bought sand. Right. It's a very transactional relationship. Mm. But internally for a lot of these countries, they are regulated a very different way. There is no real autonomy on these sands and lands. Wow. And then in fact, uh, NGOs who then fight for it, um, would say okay this land is actually protected this whole coast is actually protected but then you speak to people who are in, the, in, in, the, in that village and they're the ones who are illegally dredging the sand because they're paid to do it Right. And they would much rather instead of being a farmer, a conglomerate coming to them and going like, please dredge your own swampland right. and then we'll pay you XXX X, X amount of dollar which right. is an absurd amount um, obscene amount of money to a lot of these like so called farmers. Right. And eventually what happens is they'll skirt around it and obviously not dredge in broad daylight and dredge underneath the swamps. Right. So everything looks extremely intact.
0: Right, right.
1: And okay until yeah. obviously at some point it gives way and the entire swamp collapses. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, and, yeah, so you can see how, um, like I was going to mention this later, but I think it's a good time to talk about uh, this masterclass that I'm watching um, mm. by Jane Goodall. Mm. She started out with um, learning about chimpanzees and then she realized um, how, you know, them being affected by what we're doing to the world is, is, is a bigger problem. And so um, the th- three things she highlighted that were issues um, today are poverty, which is which is what's causing the, the sand dredging as well, because yeah. they, they they need the money. So it's not about the environment anymore. So poverty is an issue that will help solve environmental issues. Um, also, um, the unsustainable lifestyle that we have because of the number of resources we have. That is. It's, it's, it's not sustainable anymore and that's also due to because to the third thing she said was overpopulation. Mm-hmm. Um, I did look it up, it did say on, I don't know, I mean nothing is too valid until you can prove it but it did say population growth is actually starting to decline mm-hmm. uh, which could be a good thing but at the same time it's it's still staggering because if you look at a chart, I mean back in the day, I mean b- basically we've shot exponentially up the, mm-hmm. the growth and it's not it's just not sustainable. Yeah, exactly. Um, And even um, with plastic bags, like, if you think about it, there are, what, like, 5 million over Singaporeans? And if, just even half, which is what's happening, 2.3 million plastic bags are used every day in Singapore. I want to say good work because half of you are not using plastic bags at the supermarket, but if you think about 2.3 million plastic bags, that's still...
1: Yeah, I think we actually use more than that. More, right? Like yeah. that's just at supermarket. so
0: there's no, like, they, they talk about the other... The other like kind of stuff was, and, at yeah, all, like, and then even
1: more. now, the amount of takeout we take because we were ordering in during the time of COVID, yeah. like, um... That's quite a lot. And I mean, when it comes to like, I love what Jane Goddard mentioned before. Is if you look at the SDGs in, from the UN, like, poverty is actually one of the top things. Mm. And including gender equality is also extremely important. Right. Um, because there's a very simple, I mean, it goes back to the, the, the population issue as well. Because a lot in, mm. in poorer countries, uneducated women tend to have a lot of children. Right. And unnecessarily so, because of a lot of gender equality, they don't work, uh, right. they're not allowed jobs. Or and or that very stereotypical role of what a woman should be, be right. um, all the way to yes, uh, uh, to 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 rape or any other very unfortunate circumstance of women having unnecessary like children, you know, right. where it, where we just. We're, we're not intently populating, we are just populating right, right. once again for no reason, you know? Right, wow. So Yeah, so there, there is quite a, quite a huge amount of like, things that, that are all related in that way, and I think the only way to approach as well when we look at it, because it's extremely important to talk about the problems, like pa- like poverty is a problem, but I guess the only way to solve it is to look at the other side, the flip side of poverty is power. Right. So how is power being used in this day and age? Because mm. that deeply affects poverty.
0: Right for sure mm-hmm. wow yeah so it's just so many layers to it um so another thing that we that i i, I had uh, was about the that i read was about the aviation industry as well mm-hmm. and traveling and and how we we have this guilt and uh they they talked a little bit about how you try to offset this guilt by doing uh what is it a, a an offset package you pay for like an offset package but it, the book does warn that it doesn't negate the fact that there's still carbon emissions. I mean, you're just helping the earth in another way, but it doesn't stop the emissions, so... No, of course not. Um,
1: I guess if you... If, okay, there are so many ways people are trying to make the world a better place, and I guess there is no hard, fast, wrong, or right. I mean, there is good intent. But then the time, do does good intent always yield the best results? Not mm. necessarily. Right. For, so I guess there are some good reasons for offsetting. So for an example, there are the fact that we exist as human beings, we're already taking out carbon. Yeah. Unless we walk around guilty and unproductive <laughs> that would not be serving the world, you know? Yeah. So I feel like I, I wake up every day, I'm going to I'm gonna eat the world of its resources, take electricity like any other human being. Mm-hmm. So these are the I can always try to reduce. But I will never be able to to eradicate my existence right and I don't recommend that of course for anybody right. to do that, so what we do is you you calculate how much you are consuming or you know that mindfulness of how much you're consuming yep. and the only way to do that is to offset that and if mm. and I believe um your resources or your value money isn't the only value if you feel. That you want to offset your stuff, you can maybe do beach cleanups. Mm-hmm. So basically, offset what you do, what you already have to do, with, with something out in the world. Yeah. And alternatively, if it's more comfortable for you to give money, yes, offset that. And then there are so many uh, carbon carbon offset calculations out there that can help you if, if that's the kind of metric that you want to use. No hard and fast rule.
0: Right. 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 Like
1: it would just be something that you want to do. Yeah. Uh, however, if you are also a sort of person that just goes like, oh. I'm just gonna do it anyway, so because I can offset it later. Mm, mm, then mm. you might be doing something good, but then again, it goes back to the intention of why you're doing it, exactly. and that feeds into so many other things. Yeah. So to me, it's sometimes not necessarily um, good intentions are nice, but how effective it is your good intention. For sure. And that, like, for example, greenwashing.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: So many companies now, um, partly because it's been mandated after the. The, the Paris Agreement that every, every country needs to pay attention for, for the environment and, and now it's amazing because such work has caused boardroom meetings to now take sustainability in there. Previously, so many conglomerates and corporations would laugh when someone just talks about sustainability. Right. And they wouldn't even bring it. It would never even show up in a boardroom meeting, you know? Right. But then now it's mandatory for this to be discussed. Even if some of it is at face value. The fact that there's a seat at a table for sustainability for most of these commercial companies, it is a start. start. And and what's exciting as well is that now a lot of companies are now trying to integrate it. Um, I wish there was a bigger, like, I wish there was some kind of award system or some kind of recognition for companies who have been doing it before it was even trendy. Mm, yeah. Because I think there needs to be that, distinct, that this distinction. Yeah. Um, but no, now every company is now marketing and peddling something green. Yep. It's built on great intentions of trying to reimagine what they do and, and, and rejig what they've been doing. However, the downside of that is your good intentions of, of trying to be green is now giving the idea of people that all your products is green, mm, that you yeah. are in a company that, that y- y- you might be only implementing five percent of sustainable efforts, but then suddenly you are, you are now seen as completely okay and what you're doing is still encouraging people to to give consumer dollar
0: yeah right, which is essentially what greenwashing is you're just hiding the you know. You're making it look very eco-friendly, but there are facts that are hidden.
1: And the impulse is still to get people to spend and consume when Mm. the only the first rule of sustainability is to reduce whatever Uh, we're doing.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Um, There was an exciting part. Speaking of greenwashing, uh, they talked about the otters here, and Mm. how they've become such a a symbol of Singapore. um, You know, it is almost greenwashing to me a little bit as well. Be like, look, you know, um, they 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 survived the. You know, at one point they were extinct. And because we've developed our country to be so green, and you know they they're come back in their bag, and they're this we're, we're we're doing the right thing. But then there are a lot of other species that are, for example, the crabs. They also talk about here, which is the title of the book, and yeah. how you're saying this culture, um, you know, um, can really be an, an influence because crabs used to be just you know you would just eat the crab, and the bread, and the but now there's like crabs on bur- in burgers and sp- in spaghetti and pasta in like you know you have mm-hmm. so people just it's a fad, right? But they don't think about, like, the consequences of that. Mm-hmm. And, and even something really interesting to me was how there were these people trying to save the crabs and they bought them and then released them into the wrong waters which was, like, which killed all of them, right? So, I think education is just... Yeah, I mean... So, um, w- yeah. was there anything else you want to say? And even, like, um, there's yeah. a chapter about the minor birds, about how they were they are... It's
1: the common one, the most common birds in Singapore. Yeah,
0: how they're seen as pests, right? Mm-hmm. Like Or even monkeys and... Um, there's a yeah. whole thing like I mean, do you feed animals. There are a lot of native so animals
1: in our Southeast Asia region that we consider as pests. Mm-hmm. For an example, the 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 lesser greater mouse deer, right. Which is our native uh, mouse deer, has been quite endangered in our mainlands for a long time, yeah. and this is even before even like uh, urbanization. would it happened? Uh, the mouse deer will perceive this pest. Mm. Um, because they would obviously are smart and cunning enough to go into the the f- the fields of agriculture and be able to steal some like right. some some produce you know and stuff like that, but over the years they've been sort of dwindled away as well. Mm. Um, and I mean, to me, I'm not a zoologist well by any means. Uh, but like the, I do feel the whole landscape of zoology has greatly changed just by how globalisation and migration of humans has happened. It has definitely affected how a lot of animals' habits have been. Urbanisation has definitely happened. Yeah, so they're just
0: adapting, right? you are just
1: adapting. Crows, miners, yeah. pigeons, they're all just adapting to urbanisation. Yeah. And I think what's scary to me about in context of animals is humans' ownership to everything
0: yeah. including
1: the, the the animals lives like yeah. if we don't like so many crows we'll just shoot them yeah. um or all or or even the basic basic fact is like I own this car park no crow should be here mm. and the crows are hanging out on a tree that was probably there like a hundred years before us yep. so like you know but yet we have this very warped sense of ownership of everything around us oh wait a second this monkey can't come in my house right like it is my house next to Merchi reservoir and yep. you're like whoa hold up <laughs> this yeah. monkeys ancestors exactly. have been an in to exactly. forever you know yeah. you yeah. can't expect them to not want to hang out at your house when you have food on the table all the time Yeah. 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 you know so there is a there's a very warped sense of entitlement and ownership that we have
0: yeah even if with I mean this parallels to just looking at foreign talent coming in I mean this is a bit of a side topic but, but related to the environment because I feel like because we are an aging population um, and we technically you know to save the environment we don't want to produce too many babies, right? So if you want to still have economic growth, we should welcome foreign talent, you know, and, and and space is space. I mean, I mean, yes, there's national identity, there's pride, but at the same time, mm-hmm. there's also overprotectiveness of like, oh, this is my land, why are the foreigners coming in? I mean, with any country, people mm-hmm. do that, you know? Like in the same way with animals, if you look at it, people yeah. are just adapting.
1: So I feel like, um, I mean, I do actually think that all of this is interrelated, like it's the concept of the other, mm-hmm. right? Like same for that's why xenophobia happens that's why we feel towards animals or maybe to other people and and it's because we somehow there is a very subconscious understanding of scarcity
0: yeah you
1: know and to me it's very strange right like we live our life infinitely Mm -hmm. like as if we have like you know
0: like resources but yet
1: we we are reminded of our finiteness when others come along Mm you yeah, know yeah. so it's it it's kind of like a little strange thing to me because I, I wish like we we were a little bit more aware about this finiteness in the first place and I think that's, it's okay to recognize on that and if you were confident that you were sustainable you would be a lot easier to share
0: Yeah,
1: you know yeah, what I mean but, yeah. but I feel like it's very subconscious that people feel like no 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 no, no everything's going to end and you limit it, you know, and I, yeah. I don't want this, like, there's not enough jobs for me, there's not enough for this, and then yeah. a lot of that fear and, and, and unhappiness kind of kicks in and a lot of that fuels a lot of the decisions, yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Wow. Great thoughts so far, Inch. Like, I, I think, <laughs> uh, thank you for coming on again. No, I'm so uh, happy too. I think too. It's, it's always important. I, I always feel like one quality on being able to help the environment is, is empathy. Open up, and then you're so empathetic. And uh, even Jane Goodall says that, like she says, Science doesn't believe in empathy but she says when you study the environment and how things work you need an element of that And I found that just really such a powerful statement absolutely um, right.
1: yeah. I, it's funny because like in general I uh, agree a lot I, but I actually have an extra layer to it on that philosophy where I think you need to be equally passionate as you mm. are dispassionate when you when you're, you're dealing with things right yeah and, and, and I think that's the recipe that right. I like to lift up the yeah, and in fact it's not even a balance it's i wouldn't even say it's a balance but rather it's you're living in a, between tensions
0: mm, okay you know right where right. you're
1: really just in the middle holding a line instead of trying to balance something right because right. It, it it takes a lot of discipline to be in to live within the tension of both the, those two things yeah 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 I totally a lot of focus because most of the time i feel like i'm just chillaxing, you know? Right, right. but, but, you know, the, I think things that really yield results and like epiphanies and enlightenment, it's, it's really that tension, yeah.
0: Right, right,
1: great. All right, so yes, this whole
0: conversation, uh, we might have another, uh, chance for you to join it. We might start up, uh, there's a telegram group, you can find it in the video description below, Woo-hoo. join Anytime we have like a topic we want to discuss, or if, if, if a guest wants to talk about something in further detail, they, they can, we can set up an appointment, uh, and then do that. Uh, we might try something else later at the end of towards the end of this episode um maybe between you know uh some of the followings that we have in our clubhouse to see if somebody comes up and is able to join us live but um let's wrap up this and let's move on now to a little bit more about yourself um, uh and so the show starts with health technology entertainment sometimes they're so intertwined but now we're moving on to technology so something that you um I guess sort of Devised, right, or with your partner, agape nature. Mm. Um, Quickly, you can find out um, a little bit more about agape nature. Also, uh, I think at Design Orchard.
1: Yes, you can. We are now stuck at Design Orchard. Yeah, and if you're
0: wondering Uh, what that is, it's a it's a two is it a two story building? It is
1: a two story building. If you count the rooftop, it might be three. Right, right.
0: I don't even know where it is. I'm embarrassed to say. Is it like? It's
1: it's right in between um, where the Kirin is right across the street from three one three.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Right next to midpoint. Orchard right, right? right. I think it's just on the Orchard Strip.
0: Right, and that's like a permanent structure that's going to showcase different things. So right now it's currently, uh, it has a pop up for um, sustainability,
1: greener futures. um, It's a, 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 a sort of pop up that celebrates a lot all the local brands that are in Singapore that actually. Uh, put sustainability at their focus. So you have uh Muyu, which is one of the woodworking companies, they make amazing gorgeous handbags made out wow. of like recycled scrap woods from a variety of, of carpenters. So it's all these tiny little woods that you don't need anymore. And they turn right. into gorgeous looking amazing. handbags. Um I think uh Sunday I think Sunday has like a it is a bit sheet that uses organic cotton, trade-free, and all of that stuff. And then this us, Agape Nature, which is an organic. Clean, uh, multi-purpose cleaner along with like laundry powder. So we generally create organic products. Right,
0: and uh, is it available there? Can you buy it? It is available oh, there. Oh great! You can totally
1: yeah. buy uh, so some of it over there.
0: So 29th of April, and if if it, if that's uh done, you can still buy it. And we'll put a link to your to your website. That's right. Head on down to um, our
1: website, and you can just order it directly from us too. Yeah,
0: and if you want to find out more, you there are also videos. Um, uh, I just saw the broccoli one.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: there's um. Two broccolis. One is washed with water, and uh, the another one is washed with the agape so the solution. Right. And um, the one washed with the solution uh, from agape nature actually turned brighter green, which is actually the natural the color natural color of a broccoli. So that's that's what we're eating the the, the, the grayish tone that you get in comparison, is, yeah. is the is the possibility pesticide. Pesticide, I mean, right?
1: Pesticides have a pretty dark history. Mm. Um, pesticides have been around since World War One or II. In fact, most of the companies that were producing all those biochemical warfare eventually after the war, they have no idea what to do with all those chemicals. They thought, oh, let's just put it on our vegetables and it'd be pesticides. It's strange because a lot of the formula is still the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and in fact, uh, the pesticides have grown to be 17,000 different kinds all around oh. the world. Wow. And some of them, and the majority of them, are oil-based and not only just oil, just to sink that for transportation, especially to humid countries such as Singapore, they put a layer of wax over it. Um, mm-hmm. And so there, there's quite a lot of nasty stuff you know, and, and, and I don't blame them in any way because over the year, course of the year, the year, a lot of people are like, oh, why are farmers trying to poison us? I'm like, farmers are not trying to poison you. If they could, they would have really wanted to, to obviously grow ve- vegetables organically, think. hire yeah. people in the fields. But pesticides have been a solution as we demand for vegetable produce to be cheaper. Mm. they don 't have a choice but to survive in a variety of ways. and the only way to do that because they it takes a lot of manpower to do agriculture Exactly. and mm. the only way to not be able to get pests to get around is just douse it with as much pesticide yeah. so that it works and The same thing goes for transportation. If you speak to anybody at transports, they would love to be able to to do to transport things at a, at a, at a i 't know at a much uh, more cost effective cost effective mm. area, but they can 't you know they would have to. They they would have to put like wax over it and the fungicide on it because we do live in Southeast Asia. Yeah. So a lot of dry foods, especially like medicinal herbs, all the way to like uh, nuts and you know mm-hmm. they they all have uh, quite a, a layer of fungicide, fungicide on it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Wow. Um, was there anything else you would like to add that uh, about about the product? Yeah. Uh, so
1: we only sell the concentrate. Mm-hmm. So, and it comes in a, in a, in a one liter and four liter bottle. So, a lot of people are buying a four liter bottle. But the whole idea is that we sell in the concentrate because most of the time when you go into the supermarket as well, a lot of the stuff you buy, you're buying 70% water where they diluted it on your behalf. And then there's a lot of plastic that eventually accumulates across the year. You're buying different multitude of bottles. So, we sell you the concentrate, mix it yourself. So, at the end of the day, we want it to be extremely cost effective for you. And at the same time, um, save the environment and reduce the amount of plastics we also use um, high quality plastic so it's recyclable and it's shelf life of recycling is as well high because a lot of people right. have this little assumption that like oh yeah I can always just recycle the plastic and I'm like nah.
0: yeah there's a shelf life I wanted to talk about that too yeah. yeah you can't just keep recycling it's 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 yeah
1: it's unhealthy you can get cancer from a plastic bottle because it's just like shedding itself on you you know and you're yeah. just drinking that so um, you you should get high quality plastic that doesn't Disintegrate, or the fact that it is freshly made, it will have a much bigger life expectancy when you recycle, and it also li- it also is compatible with your area. First, mm-hmm. So, for example, some countries don't have the facilities to recycle, so it's much cheaper to just dispose it and burn it mm-hmm. than re- send it overseas to ship it to recycle yep. it. Yep. So there is also a variety of these things. Like you're, you, you got to always check with your country and your code. Like where is the nearest? A recycling facility. What are the available options in your in your in your city?
0: Mm. Yep. Yeah. Very good advice. <laughs> um, okay, so you, yeah, and you can find out more as well on the website as um, uh, the product develops. I don't know. I feel I feel like there's also different reiterations of the product now, right? There's also yeah. for, for laundry. Yeah,
1: we, we're eventually wanting to grow our product line, but I think so far we have our flagship product is, is Love Rescue 001. It's a well my favorite formula as well. And what I what I love the most about the whole thing is that like it is affordable. Mm. Um, I, I, I totally want aunties and uncles and, and, and people to not get afraid when they see the word organic.
0: Mm-hmm. Because there's an
1: assumption that organic is for rich people. Right, yeah. Uh, and it's a luxury thing. And, and, and to me, that's bullshit. Like, yeah, I that's think, what happened to kale, right? right? <laughs> so it, 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 it needs to be accessible to people, you know? Like, why is it that we, like, that people who are, who are in poverty are subjected to use chemicals?
0: Yeah, you yeah, know, that's yeah. terrible. Yeah.
1: Um, and and that's, that's not something that I think well, I would want for anybody. So it was important for my partner and I to be able to make the product um, luxurious yet accessible.
0: Well done, Inch. <laughs> Doing good for the world. Um, yeah, recyclable products are... are yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, and speaking of the other recyclable products you were talking about, I just wanted to talk about my shoes. These are so comfortable. The, these are... And it's a reminder of my commitment to go green. It says... Uh, it's not easy being, being green, green. Because being green is not, can, not necessarily is cheap. It's not necessarily convenient, right? No. That's, that's the one thing.
1: It's effortful. Uh, It's everything inconvenient, essentially. Convenience has been, in many ways, a culprit. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) Um, Cool. And then, so now we're moving on to your music, to talk about your music now. uh,
1: Before we get on music, can Mm -hmm. I share one more story?
0: Of course, of course.
1: So, um... It's, it's a story that I talk about quite often when I talk about sustainability. Okay. And um, I, I, talk, I, I talk about this story quite fondly because it reminds me all the time why I do what I do. So when I was... I'm going to talk about the first time I've ever encountered or understood why it was important to be green. Right. And um, I was 10. And growing up as a kid, I was like a very chubby often bullied child so on sundays was the day that i completely was excited about because my grandma would take me to go to mcdonald's right and back then we're talking about this in the 90s here so mcdonald's in the 90s uh and this cfc was a big issue because a lot of our refrigerators had it at that time and um and another part is styrofoam also Mm -hmm. had a big part of CFC in it
0: Oh yes the burgers used to come in these like styrofoam, styrofoam boxes. boxes yeah and the
1: chicken nuggets came in these yellow mm-hmm. styrofoam boxes right so uh, I would I would just totally felt that bullying is all worth it until Sunday when grandma takes me to eat chicken nuggets so one day Grandma couldn't take me to chicken nuggets so my aunt decided to do that on her behalf okay we got to McDonald's and um, she didn't tell me what to do. But she explained to me what styrofoam is, Mm. and she explained to me CFC, which is crazy because I was like, what, nine, eight? Mm -hmm. And you're you're looking at like a person telling a child about a thing. So I was told, this yellow yellow box is made out of this very gas Mm -hmm. that is tearing a hole in our sky. And you can't see this hole in the sky, but you can feel it and mm. it's causing a lot of sun and, and it's just making our air like, hotter. So, it almost feels like someone is lying to you <laughs> to not eat not, yeah. chicken mm-hmm. nuggets. But then in my mind, I was like, oh, what what, what if it's true? And then she, so she said, you have a choice. You can... I'm going to teach you this word, which is boycotting, mm-hmm. which is you're, 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 not, you're not going to get your chicken nuggets. Mm. And then because if you get the chicken nuggets, you are encouraging this company, from using this, and when you use this, it's gonna kill this guy. Yeah. So, I was like, but why can't they just don't put it in that box? And it's like, yeah, that's what we all want, but they're not going to do it because this box is cheaper than doing it anything else. Mm-hmm. Then, I, then I was like, okay. So, then, then came this. All the bullying all the week, how crappy I felt and how amazing chicken nuggets made me feel, was on the balance with something invisible which mm-hmm. I will get no reward for whatsoever except for the, the I guess the self-imagined satisfactory that like I'll be doing something good Yeah. like I'll be stopping a hole from getting bigger in the sky
0: right wow
1: and every day I when, I when I come to like when I make a decision on whether should I give up something that I want like oh today I forgot to bring my straw and I'm gonna need all the bubble tea and I'm like okay no bubble tea for me today and right. I'll walk away from it so, it's, the, it's this impulse that I have of just giving up something you really want for something that you will have nothing to gain out of.
0: <laughs> right, right.
1: But to me, unfortunately, over the years, if there's anything I realize, it takes practice. Yeah, yeah. You won't be able to ever do it unless you practice it enough.
0: Yeah. I think that's a very difficult thing for many Singaporeans to do because we are so privileged. And the idea of like what... To, the idea to do it is, is sort of almost ridiculous like why should I you know I should I have, have a no, myself there is zero reason for you to do yeah, it yeah. right but there is there is a reason and um, yeah wow what a, what an amazing story and it goes to show that someone that young can learn to to, to respect the environment. If, and
1: thanks the other way around, most of the time when I speak to kids or anyone about it, they're the ones you know, like like reprimanding their parents back home. And yeah. it's very heartbreaking when they learn and discover something to be true, and they go back and, re- and like, tell their parents about it, and their parents tell them, no, nah, don't. Yeah. And and that's very discouraging when you see a, a, a pre like a previous generation putting a new one down, and and that makes me more mad is because like this is not your future anymore. You don't yeah. if you're talking about ownership, you have lease ownership. Exactly. Like you know, compared to your children. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah,
0: um, I keep mentioning her just because I'm watching the masterclass now. Jane Goodall does also say that it attitudes are so hard to change. If anything, she's looking to. Not to dump it on them, but but if anything, you know, she's looking at the, the younger ones to, to start making
1: Absolutely. You it know, would that always change. Hopefully wish it shifts the needle. I mean I think it's very unfair at the same time but you know and, and maybe it's also good to to recognize that right that we are we are to me it's like you're trying to inspire the younger generation but we're also putting a lot of responsibility on them of course and, 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 yeah, and they're bearing and a lot of the consequences that has got nothing to do with them yeah and i think yeah. that's something worth acknowledging mm-hmm. you know yeah.
0: yeah yeah we we just we can do more i mean little in little ways the other day i i was treating myself to a to a gold I mean, a uh, gold-class sort of a... Uh, I'm not trying to say, like, it could be, you know, uh, any brand, I guess. But the blankets, um, as I was leaving, the guy was like, do you want to keep the blanket? And I was like, why? Aren't you going to reuse them and wash them? And he said, no, we throw everyone away. And I just... What?! Yep. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but now I'm... Is thi- it because of COVID? I don't think so. I don't know. But so now I'm. I'm thinking maybe I want to collect these blankets in some way... Um, wash them and give them out to homeless people or reuse them, so I took it home and they're perfectly good, pretty good blankets, I mean, you can use it as a throw on your couch or, you know, it doesn't even have the Big brand label, I guess they don't even associate with you know their names on it in the trash, but but yeah, so that that really disturbed me that's terrible when I found that
1: out well, if you think about it as well, like leading it back to like aviation as we talk about it, like mm. I guess that's i just i didn't realize as well like that's another big cost about flying, right it's not just about the fuel, oh yeah, months, all, the little... all the little toiletries and the blankets and all the things that they have that they don't really reuse, they kind of just dump it at the end of the flight, yeah, and that's a lot of flights. It's
0: a lot, yeah. We just
1: don't, we don't need those
0: goodie bags, you know, even at events and yeah, things like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm a
1: huge anti goodie bag person and hamper person. Like, it, like in fact, most of the time when people give me something at an event, I'll be like, can I not take one? Yeah. Well, I'll ask what's in the bag first, you know, like, yeah. if it's more of your logos, <laughs> I really don't need it. Yeah, exactly. Or a coaster. <laughs> or another tote bag or another, like everyone's like oh the tote bags are good they're good for the environment like no not when you have like 50 from like exactly. so many events
0: yeah 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 well so yeah so uh, uh, i guess transitioning into your music now how is all of this has it has it played into your music in, in any way i know sun and moon about the environment yes you know, it definitely it was. was right was. um um, yeah, that was, you can check out that video as well. The video, I think I was in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we you a, were? A little cameo and some, some other, other more popular, more known people mm-hmm. also. You can see if you can spot um, everybody we're talking it's a, about.
1: It's a split seconds here, but like, yeah. thank you for doing that for oh, that. Oh, no, no, no. Rainy, you're all, no. hot afternoon.
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, how, how does that translate to your music? And is, is there, is it going to be an upcoming album as well in any
1: form? Uh, to me or I think the
0: you explore different genres
1: I think I'm exploring a variety of different things in terms of theme um the new album's actually called Childish mm-hmm. so it talks a lot about inner child trauma or be child likeness that's important in our lives so I think some there will be some cross section of sustainability um I do believe that y- Sustainability needs to be introduced, no matter what you do as a profession. Mm-hmm. And to me, as a songwriter, it might not be a theme this time around that I am writing, and like, completely about. Um, uh, it was like, the last season, which was till the end of uh, till the end of War, mm-hmm. No Man's Land. It pretty much was about the environment, um, and and the single that came out Sun and Moon was, was also about it. Um, but I think as a musician, like it's definitely changed a variety of things. Like when I work on a production. Um, i think i'm very conscious about consuming uh, even i tell my, my my band and everybody if we're using anything batteries we need to switch to 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 rechargeables mm-hmm. uh, even small things like that all the way to uh mm-hmm. like no plastic bottles when i go on stage like everyone everyone in the band please bring your own water bottle mm-hmm. um i speak to the organizers if there were any shows uh, I don't want a bottle of water, but if you have a refill station somehow, I would prefer that. Or even just a water point. And when in Singapore, tap water is fine by me. Mm. Just you know, like and just please don't bring any bottled water, so wow. whatever it was. Um and and. So that's
0: in your rider as opposed to like. It is. It completely like is. Orange M Ms, but inch has like yeah. no plastic bottles. And uh,
1: environmental like like at least always environmental options. Mm. Um, if there are towels, reusable, you know whatever it is. Um, and uh, even e- as a mu- as an artist, sometimes you know a lot of musicians produce merchandise, mm-hmm. and I have a huge problem producing merchandise. Like I like I said, I don't want to give you another tote bag you might or might not use, or yeah, like yeah. or something that is so irrelevant, like another thumb drive or whatever it is. Like uh, uh, so, if, if whenever I do merchandise, they're all usually partner with a designer, and it's a one unique piece a piece that I hope people would treasure or something that would be beyond um, just anything it would just it would be a coffee table piece or something that yeah. that would be have artistic value that you would keep yeah hopefully for as long as you would live you know
0: yeah like um you also your brooches in your in your video, right like mm-hmm. these cute little call brooches I guess it's some or, but yeah great <laughs> wonderful wonderful and uh, so tell us a little bit more about um what we can expect in terms of timeline and how to look out for the, your album. Mm. Are you releasing single by single or are you just dropping the whole thing? And single
1: by single and the whole album drops in October.
0: After all the singles are, yeah. are dropped.
1: Okay, so the first one's coming out in June and I'm really excited about this. Like uh, it's been very fun working on the song and um, it is also going to be by So we'll have the song nice. opening English and Mansion.
0: And um, the music video is what you're working on right now, right? Yeah! So that, so, that will also drop in June when the single comes out?
1: Yeah, together. So we're, we're just shooting everything right now. So it's been a lot of prep work and uh, a lot of choreography to deal with wow. right now at oh, the cool. moment. So I'm very stressed out about that. <laughs>
0: Wow. Okay. My sister
1: Chun uh, is the choreographer. so My sister's a dancer as well. Right. And so, oh, uh, nice. yeah, it was you really nice family. to be able to. Yeah, we've been related for so long. It's the first time we're actually working together. Right.
0: Yeah, I was gonna ask if you if you were gonna do any collaborations on this on this um album. So your sister. My
1: sister. I think. I feel like every album's a collaboration. Of course. Like, oh, I mean,
0: the, I mean, not in terms of like. So we always think, oh, who's she collaborating with in terms of, the the prominent artist, right? But then there's everybody who's who's behind the scenes who's doing like a director or editor designers your light, like, light, yeah, a sound person. Yeah,
1: everyone sure. like they're all I feel like uh, in, in many ways I do have some lead in a lot of it but uh, it's impossible I have knowledge gaps it's impossible for me to fill them all and I, I can only be as creative as as knowledgeable as I am so they really help fill in the gaps for a lot of things and do a lot of recommendations and uh it, it, it's really a family effort, yeah. Mm,
0: mm. Cool. Um, yeah. Just really quickly on the music scene. Oh, what, um what's uh, Nathan? Just plugging Nathan. He's just Nathan! dropped his um, uh, L, uh, his new music video. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. And um, he he did a lyric video, and he was like, if if it gets enough views, I will do a I will do a music video. Um, the current climate for for musicians, I would imagine, is pretty tough because. I mean, you have, you have al- you, you don't have album sales like before anymore, right? So it's all streaming, and you get revenue that way. It's it's significantly reduced, I would imagine. Uh, but then, I'm speaking from Mayman's point of view. What I understand is you go on concerts, and that's where you, you sell merchandise, and you make you do endorsements. That's where that's where financially it's stable. So would music videos at this time now be sort of like an almost like a gift? It felt like, for Nathan at least. It's like, oh, I'm gonna, if, you, if, you, if there are these many watches and views, I will, I will do a music video. It's almost like as if it was a gift, in, in a sense. I mean, um, can you share more a little bit
1: about this? If I think um, each artist is different. Sure. Um, but I do feel like in general, just being able to do what we do is a bit of a gift. Um, and it also is work. A lot of work. And work that is very disproportionate to its outcome.
0: Mm, mm. Yeah. Like, if
1: you think about it, you know. Yeah. Like, it's not like I'm a chicken rice seller. If I know I bought X amount of chickens, and I'm gonna like have X amount and sell X amount of plates, I would yield X amount of money. Right. Um. It it's never that way because one, you are monetizing something so personal mm-hmm. to begin with, so you can't really put a value on what you're putting out that's one but yeah. then somehow you have to yeah yeah and then this is whole weird world of how people evaluate music these days true
0: very different uh way.
1: very different it's no longer about the amount of CDs you sell but the amount of streams that you have but at the same time if you were to really peg a value you're an artist walks away with 0.032 percent of wow. the the royalty of, of, of the of the place which is much Mm. And are are you really going to value something so priceless emotionally to that financially? Yeah, mm, it would be very painful if you did, if you were an artist to do that. Right. And then at the same time, you 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 know, like you you go out and the same artist can tour on the show. The same artist can have like many many followings. But then, how is your following a very dedicated one, willing to part a big amount of money or to watch you? go out. Right, right. it's uh, so your demographic uh, if you're a very introverted artist and your your audience is very introverted, would they really want to go out True, to yeah. go a show? It's really there's so it's many so it's so many everywhere. things. It's, like big... it's so relative. So it it is very to me it's about music is one an art and, and I think if you're an artist out there and you're doing what you do, uh, you're you are only as much as you value yourself. And that value could be monetary if you decide to peg it that way. Right. Or 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 something beyond that. Right. Um, I generally assume my needs as a person, uh, like, you know, paying my own bills, being able to do what I need to do in life and I'm and I'm golden yeah. and I'm very grateful to have been able to figure out a way to do that with what I do mm-hmm. um, and then everything else when it comes to music or whatever it is, it's just, I'm just going to do whatever I want and I'm not going to try to peg it to anything anymore. Yeah.
0: That's great. I'm, Oh, I'm so inspired. I mean, I do. I mean, I sing and everything. I do want to get back into that. But like the the playing field, mm. so to speak, is so big, and you're saying mm. so. You like you. really it's have so to different. position yourself, and, and you then need there to are people know what who you have to, do. to
1: run it a different way as well. Like people who are on Patreon.
0: Exactly. So you you don't release the songs on Spotify per se, but you you do. Pay a you membership. Create, yeah. yeah. So you it's a different a way. Completely different system yeah. to
1: support yourself, yeah. and as well. Uh, in, it's to me about creating opportunities on how you allow your audience to value you. Mm. So, um, at least for yeah. Patreon or whatever it is, like they, they know that, oh, I love you as an artist and the only way I, I, I want to do that is to just bring me support you just by subscribing to you. Right. And this very minimal subscription, I hope that it goes some way to you. Right. you know. And, and I think that's a very great, empowered way uh, independent power in the work of an art, like to 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 contribute to an artist. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think a lot of
0: um, you know uh, fans or supporters are are wising up in in some aspect. I mean, mm-hmm. they know to not click off the ad, or they they know that you know where where where. How, how how they can validate How the works. metrics
1: work, yeah. yeah exactly. So there's a lot of this out there, and I mean, the more educated ones would know, the ones who don't. So you will always have a spectrum of people with a very different understanding of everything. Of course. And to me, as an artist, if you're just aware on how, one, be able to value yourself, and two, how do you create opportunities for your audience to value you in a way that will be helpful for you, mm-hmm. or or not at all, just, let them do whatever they want as well
0: you right, know yeah yeah some great mark, well, you know marketing tips uh to think about if you're you know um going to music business um and then with that um oh uh we're now into entertainment so we've done technology a little bit entertainment um before we talk about masterchef to wrap things up mm. um just looking at your instagram it seems you lead such a colorful life and you've been up to some cool things to do in singapore like um um, there are two things I want to talk about: roller skating and <laughs> making a kimono. Yeah. I've actually recently I've uh, seen my friend roller skate, another friend of mine as well, mm-hmm. and I was just thinking, oh, I should do that. I mean, I was born way back, and you know, I used to roller skate actually, so I actually know how to roller skate. Um, and I'm wondering. Um, with the kids these days, there are a lot of them are going back to the old like sort of 80s sort yeah. of feel. There's this retrograde I mean,
1: thing happening. Yeah, right?
0: absolutely, with the music they listen to, the things they wear, and like... So are people just like learning to... Are they all young people, or...
1: Well, when you I was like, there, I think babies? I was probably the oldest one. <laughs> really? And everybody's fashion best- since kind of just threw back to the 70s. I mean, wow. now it's funny because whenever I, I know it's a Gen Z, mm-hmm. when they're dressing like they're from the 70s or yeah. the 80s, you know? Like, right. I'm like, there is no way like I was dressing like that for a while and I was just yeah, like yeah. okay but now it's like okay now now these young people are really getting back into it which it's is nice it's crazy yeah I, I dig it I dig it I think that it's a great time and I love the fashion sense all of it right so and they're all learning the moves and they're all like doing trying to do dances and wow. stuff and the
0: music is also retro the, right?
1: nah, the music's new yeah. oh interesting but the thing That'll is that a lot of the new music is retrograding true, so, true It's it's just like a it's like a Wow. I guess the a post a post reaction to whatever new music it is, so there's another movement altogether, yeah.
0: Right. And something else fun you did was also make that kimono at um there's a at Funan Center it's I just love how it's set up. I mean a lot of people are like, Oh, there's nothing to do there but no, I just love the so aesthetics and the way everything is different, right? Like, um how do you even describe it if you've been to Funan Center? They've got these open. It's very open concept. Open
1: concept. It's a bike store. I mean, I think they're really smart by curating their tenants. And so you have like your Brompton, which you have Brompton itself is like a really interesting community. So just being able to visit the shop there, they allow you to bike into the mall in a specific way. Uh, There's parking down there for bicycle enthusiasts too. So they they are building a culture that's interesting. There's also the whole tech floor that happens. Um, There's a whole fashion floor, so you have a lot of right. the local designers, like you love Benito, yeah. you love Beyond the Shirt Vine, bars that Shirt local, yeah, right? yeah exactly, so many local brands right. that are there, and then you also have where Benina, who is a, a quite of a luxury sewing machine company, they are selling their sewing machines there, but they're creating a lot of workshops there for people mm. to use, and in fact, you can rent the machines there by the hour, so if you don't have a sewing machine at home, you can bring your project there and do it there.
0: Another way of being environmentally friendly.
1: Yeah, and and, and honestly, like you know, it, I think it's pretty affordable if you're deciding to use the Rolls Royce of all like sewing machines. And <laughs> yeah. that really makes your life a lot easier. So yeah. like it, it's it was really fun to just go there. and Like okay, I guess I'll learn how to make a kimono. Right.
0: I was
1: so pretty cool. happy with it. <laughs>
0: Would you say the older generation? I mean for me, like I would say I'm the older generation. I would feel a little conscious being watched, but I guess that's the whole thing now, right? Like, I, I, right?
1: Okay. I I, don't enjoy being watched either by any means, but people get super curious. They've been like, Oh, oh what are you making? What are you making? Oh, they come by and talk well, to you? Oh, they always come by. <laughs> and then they, they expect you, just don't wear black when you're there, they expect you to be a staff or something like that. If you're right, wearing all right, right. black okay.
0: Well, if they talk to you, aren't they eating into your time? I mean, you do have... A little bit. A little bit, right? But I guess they're
1: curious, and they want to know what you're making, and you just tell them, oh, I'm just not... I'm doing a class right now. And they're like, oh, right. okay. And then, like, uh, who do I speak to? And you just start writing to somebody. Right. And some of them just want to sit there and watch you, and you've been like, uh... Do you... mind?"
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Interesting, it's a little intimidating for me, Um, I know on the upper floor there was one store that has like microphones and TVs and it's just so empty and it's just like microphones and TV and I'm just like, what is this store about? I didn't even dare ask or walk in, have you seen it?
1: Uh, I think it is, Uh, it is Popsicle.
0: Yeah, Popsicle, what is that?
1: It's a karaoke system that's, that's in your phone. So oh. you buy a; it's a popsicle. It's like a so. They, they're a company that's quite amazing. They acquired the rights for a lot of songs. Okay. So it is like a tiny little sort of like a like an Apple TV device that you have, and you put on your TV and you plug it in. Uh, if every one of your friends just download the app, mm-hmm. they can cue the songs from their phone.
0: Oh, and then everybody takes take, take, take takes takes turn the turns to, to and
1: and they sing so
0: so it's so yeah it's so hip and well hip apparently it's not even a, a word anymore is like, it yeah not? i said it to my friend who's like twenty something he's like hip who says hip and i'm just like <laughs> oh, wow no. okay oh no Co- cool
1: is the evergreen term so yeah
0: cool don't, is the evergreen don't, term, don't, say, I guess. Hip. don't say, say
1: hip <laughs> no um at one point in time i think my uncle was saying oh yeah that's happening and i was like oh no 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 who says happening <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah so hip is happening now yeah um all right, and so to wrap things up, um, this is still ongoing. I know this was filmed some time back, uh, but Inch is, is still involved in everything. Uh, she was was on Master Chef. Mm-hmm. You're still in the in the t- in the opening credits. I still if am. The the, the 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 last you're the last person there, and you have got this very sexy, sexy. torch, torch uh, tor- torching.
1: <laughs> I was flambeing a, a crab. Flambing, sorry, a
0: crab, <laughs> a crab. <laughs> um, so tell us what was the experience like on on the reality show was is it, is it is it as real as they depicted it is
1: super real This is the first time I've ever been part of in a reality TV show so that's exciting in itself like you know not in that format and I'm glad that it's it's uh, not some random reality TV show where I'm trying to get a man or, like, <laughs> or something like that <laughs> do some random but it's uh, it's just purely cooking based on one skill set right so it was like I was like very excited about that.
0: Right, and you do, I see, some amazing cooking. I took a picture, I, I, was, I, I didn't upload it, but there was this um, thing you just made recently, the crispy one with the, little, the, the fish roll or what was it?
1: Oh, uh, that's sting, right. Sting,
0: like, uh, I call it sting tang oh, right. okay. It's made
1: out of a stingray, uh-huh. bandang fish, and sotong, and it's an ota floss that's rested on a rice cracker bed and topped with a kefir lime aioli and uh, sisho leaves as well as igura. Okay
0: so delicious how did you audition I mean like you must be of a certain level to even get in the show right did they have auditions can you talk about this
1: I I can't talk about it they had auditions um, and they also had like a few like cook tests and then before that uh, right before I guess you know because you send in your, your information and we're talking about the whole process was during a pandemic so a lot of people are sending a lot of their videos from home, to home, and then you get shortlisted, and then you get sent into you get staggered for a few hours in, in, a, in a place to cook and stuff like right. that. So I mean, there's only so much a resume can share with them. Your what you're like, uh, like you have gotta send in your top dishes and whatever it is. Yeah. Like your paper resume needs to reflect on how well you actually cooked. Right. So I guess like the first test cook was like a real test. Ah okay. And all the cameras are on you as well, because you, you could be open. a great cook, but this is a TV show exactly, at the, end of the day. I was going to say, it's going to be so you, different. You've, you've got to somehow have some level of charisma to mm-hmm. the camera, you can't just be a good cook, and you can't be someone where the camera comes to you and you just go like, ignore it. Yep, yep. <laughs> Like if they ask you questions in your, your new world, like yeah, so... I think it's, uh, the whole audition process really is to be able to create uh, to really get, find the best cooks. And, right, yeah.
0: right, for TV. And for TV, yeah. Right, wow. Yeah, I, I, I imagine I couldn't do it because there's so much pressure. I need to be my own zone. Uh, and it's... Would you say it's... I mean, I was on Singapore Idol. I would say what was depicted was really a little bit different from what was actually happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's the same for you. Maybe it's changed now, but like... Um, but yeah, even as a singer, the, the process of Singapore Idol, for example, um, the rehearsal process like we didn't rehearse with uh, the monitors uh, and you know there and then the lyrics were given to us like the night before and so it was like, completely out of sync from what i would normally do so i like as a cook were there many very different elements that were like was it very different or were they it was quite comfortable for you
1: um there were many different elements but like right. it was expected to, yeah right. i mean when they say you have 40 minutes to cook you only have 40 minutes wow. to cook um you if, if they tell you you're they're very strict about the ingredients you bring if you want to try adding any ingredients they'll say no to you right um when we got there I have no idea where the pantry is right I have no idea what's in the pantry I have no idea where the kitchen tools are yeah. and all of this goes into your time to cook too so wow. it, it I think that was the part that I struggled the most for cuz and most of the time, I'm, I'm langu- languorously in my own kitchen. Of course, yeah. It, and I know where everything is. Yeah. I know how much eggs I have in the fridge, you yeah, know. Exactly. So, like, But here I am going like, oh, I hope they have this. I hope they have that. I yeah. hope I can <laughs> find it. And then in my panic, I usually miss everything. Like, I'm like, oh, ooh, what's that? ooh, ooh what's right. that? And I love that they really challenge you because they put a lot of foreign ingredients in it and they won't put any translation. Uh. So you have to... really know your ingredients, to be able to pick out what they are. Wow. So they might even give you like a few flaws, and they're all like Japanese flaws, and you have a zero word of English there, and you just gotta figure out what flaws are what. (laughs) It's Kind of
0: unforgiving in that way, I mean, Super like, if you put in The wrong flour, but think that's you know, it. I get but it because that's part of adaptability being a master chef, I guess. Exactly,
1: like, you need to be adaptable, and at the same time, you're a chef, you should know the ingredients by now, yeah. you should be familiar with what are the available ingredients out there as well. So, right. I, I think it's uh, to me, most of this is my general attitude challenge accepted, yeah, whatever it is. Bring it, okay? I'm gonna fail gloriously, so be it. You know, yeah. I will go down in flames. It's fine by me, but like, bring it, you know?
0: Great, great, great. <laughs> It's a good attitude to to wrap up this episode. <laughs> yep. Just be gung-ho, just do it like each yeah. chua. Um, was there anything else you want to add? Oh, there's a bit of homework for you, if you have time. Um, I think one of the best gifts and very environmentally friendly uh, that I asked for my guests is to curate a Spotify playlist. So please Done. put your some of your music It's my it. making playlists. <laughs> Really? Yeah, Yeah, I think it's such a wonderful idea, a wonderful way to get to know someone. So if you could do that. And
1: Absolutely.
0: We will drop your... Instagram link, I don't know, TikTok or.
1: Because I already have a playlist now that I change up every week or every other week. Oh, wow. So I would just update that one. Great. And and then, yeah, there are like 400 people following it. So I can definitely, like, let's just put this there. It's not a lot, but, like, I'm, like, glad that there are people following the playlist. Yeah. I think over the years, and in fact, on Valentine's Day, what I did was I opened it up for collaboration and I told everyone to put in their favorite love songs. And nice. I think we had like, I think we had like five hundred hours of music at the end of it.
0: Everyone is like, where's your, um, where's your motive? Who do you, how do you communicate to your your supporters, and how would how would someone communicate? If you'd like to, to you? follow
1: me and engage with me, uh, Instagram, Instagram is great. Works. This is Inch and uh, Twitter as well. This is Inch. Okay, great.
0: Thank you so much. This has been thank a really you. great episode, a great conversation. Um, please share it with your friends, if especially if you feel they need to hear more about the environment, and this is a good way to be introduced to it if you felt it was a good introduction for you too. All right, thank you, Inch.
1: Thank you, Dwayne. Bye. Bye.